0: It's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes, and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. I am talking to somebody called Eleanor Gould in this episode and Eleanor is, well she's evolved actually. Eleanor, Eleanor has evolved <laughs> because she definitely is a copywriter, that is one of her clear skills but as she was saying to me when we were chatting, she's her business has kind of evolved quite a lot into working much more widely with brand building, so um, without more to do, I will actually stop rambling about what Ellen does and get the actual Eleanor to actually tell you what she does. Hi Eleanor. Hello thank you for um, allowing me on
1: your wonderful podcast, which I actually gate crashed. <laughs> Because I saw that you were in, um, interviewing all my all these wonderful people, and I thought, well, I'm just going to ask and engage yeah. this. I,
0: actually, I'll come back on that because that's a lesson right from the start of this episode, listeners. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm.
1: Oh, well, there you go. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I am obviously a copywriter, but I like prefer to say I'm a business owner who is also a copywriter so for me um it's evolved more to copyright it's more of a marketing and like you said brand building so for some of my clients that is what i do it's more it's not just the writing it's the whole marketing strategy behind that as well which can cover you know the span of business as you know so it's all the other little elements that i've picked up along the way from having been a copywriter and thought hang on it's not just the copy that sells the product or influences the person it's all these other little bits that I need to know so off I went and found out all the other little bits and applied them to my own business and learned from other clients as well and it brings me to where I am today mm. so that's it, why I say I'm oh, not, not just a copywriter but I think it wouldn't be you know it'd be disingenuous of me to say I am I'm a copywriter because I'm not just that.
0: Yes and of course when we use the word just uh, before copywriter, that isn't in any way dissing people who are just copywriters. No <laughs> because, because copywriters. No, just yeah. copywriters in yeah. <laughs> two groups that I run. I've got a yes.
1: copywriter and that's got just under three thousand uh, copywriters in and I've got another one um, which is the job directory where people can go and find work. But I've only just kind of launched that re- relatively recently. So I'm hoping that anybody who needs a copywriter, I can, I've got a great big directory of them that you can
0: choose from. <laughs> useful, useful. So, um, yes, copywriting, we uh, will we, we, we'll touch on that because it's part, obviously, of the whole picture. And that's the thing. So you've built up a business. So you have learnt from all of your... Um, not so brilliant moments and brilliant moments and that is what makes you so helpful to other people who are on that journey and you do work with larger corporates but we'll probably focus a little bit more on um, fact you work with with smaller businesses too because i suspect that's the the bigger listenership of this podcast although i haven't done my analytics so i don't really (laughs) (laughs) but but let's assume that so so actually going back to basics and you've been on this journey i've been on this journey um i i was just talking to you about a post that you wrote on linkedin recently um which was Beautifully, well, I'd expect you to do this because you, you you know what to do with words. It was headed up something like, does my brand look big in this to <laughs> give us give the listeners an overview of what you were talking about in that because it it will resonate
1: yeah, sure, I think it's something I think we've all been there with, especially when we're just starting out and we start faffing over the visual identity of our brand so it'll be the logo or colors or fonts on the website and my name whereas actually the point of the post was is you are your brand when you're you know when you're a solopreneur or freelancer whatever you like to call yourself and so it's your reputation that's what branding always was. It was just about reputation. Um, and then, and then it, it exploded into something bigger. So, you actually going out and doing the work is your branding. That's how you build your brand. It, yes, your visual identity is important, but not as important as the value and the service you provide or the product, whatever it might be.
0: I I want I want to just repeat that because that is so beautifully simple and yet so frequently overlooked Mm -hmm. what you just said your brand is actually built by you going and doing the work that you do that's how you that's really the the
1: service you provide if you think about all the people you employ or you know hire I don't (laughs) look at their websites they can care less you know i'm just like is that person a nice person can they do the job will they do it well end of
0: you know i love that (laughs) i love that i and and it's a trap it's a trap everybody the website faffing is a trap um and so stop stop fussing i i was terribly guilty of it massively guilty of it and you're so right the number of people who then say oh Oh, I didn't know. I didn't even know you got a website. It, and it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. That's not the same, you know. No, I mean, there is a purpose for a website. Of course there is. Absolutely. So getting that it will take this step by step. So here we go. New, newish business, or even in your second, third, fourth year, you might still be doing this. Stop faffing. Okay. Over minute details. So what, what is the, 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 persuasive element of the content that goes out there whether it be on a website or any other platform what what, what do you find are there sort of general things that are at the core of that engagement and persuasiveness
1: well i mean that's a bit of an overarching question but i would say the number one thing that everyone should remember when they're persuading anyone, whether it's their children, their grandparents, or just someone, a visitor to their website, you just got to answer the one question. What's in it for me? That's the, that's the, that's the, key, that's the key to the door. <laughs> and it's the key to the door of most human psychology or you know, buying choices, just what's in it for me. That's that simple on the very highest level. Um, that's what you need to do. As for being um, persuasive with uh, the written word, obviously there are techniques. You know, paint the picture of the better life, or show them their pain and how you can ease it. That kind of thing for definitely for sales copy. But generally, and I think we touched on this earlier, you um, know, pre-show chat. Curiosity, curiosity is a big one, and that's why I lead most of my posts with a hook, or just to make. A little bit curious, and it's the same with my LinkedIn summary. Everything I do that I want engagement, I want people to, where I want to influence people or get them to take action. I will lead with a hook every time, and so will ever. So will ever. Every good author you've ever met. Look at the first lines of a book. It's what hooks you, really, isn't
0: it? That's true. Do do you read a lot? Yes, I do,
1: but I I mostly read. Oh, I'm going to sound really sad now. I am sad, actually. Yeah, I mostly read business
0: books. You know, it's not sad. Me too. Join the club of sad people, then. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I I actually have to. Every now and then, I I try and force myself to read. Um, a non, you know, a, a fiction book, or as my husband calls them, a story book. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I think, oh, come on, treasure, you must, because you've lost, you've lost the ability to read a fiction um, story, which is horrendous. Um, but it, it feels like quite, a, 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 there they pull me back in these business books, because they're such good quality now, aren't oh. they? There's some such cracking good books out there now. and actually business books usually use story
1: actually there's a thing story well obviously (laughs) storytelling is huge and it's also something I love I love email storytelling or email story selling I even had a course called the utterly compelling email copywriter story selling is my thing so when people sign up to my email list I'm usually storytelling through that but I've noticed that you know, storytelling—it's a bit. Everybody's a storyteller now, aren't they? And I'm like, mm, bit naff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <you're> not, <laughs> we're not all—we are all storytellers, of course we are. And you know, you can go through that whole. Yes, when we used to sit around the campfire, even I've written about that, and that's how we, you know, pass on all our good things and good stories. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. But some marketers would say I'm a storyteller, and I, then I look at funny enough their website or their copy or their content nothing there's a story (laughs) because i ain't seeing it so you know there's a lot of hype around it as well really
0: you're right. And the minute and then I think the minute it became so talked about, um, it was always going to it was always going to be the case that the big companies particularly would start latching onto it and it would be left, right, and ruddy centre, especially radio ads. Um I, I quite often listen to things like LBC actually, and so I'm hearing the radio ads um quite often and they you just oh God another so-called story and you know it's about a bank or an insurance company or a political and it's as you know painting the picture and here we all are and even within a couple of lines they think oh look we've told a story and it's so as you say I love it, it's just naff it's just <laughs> naff isn't it I was looking at your um your about thing on your LinkedIn profile and um and would you mind if I just read the readers, at uh, the, the, the first no, couple no. of times? <laughs> I Listeners. Listeners. get a grip. I change it all the time. I, 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 oh, that's I change interesting. It all the time. I, I'll come to that in a minute as well. So here we go. Eleanor's about section. And if you look at people's about sections, they can sometimes be very dry, very boring, um, very factual, a uh, little list of bullet points about their skills and qualifications, and they tend to bore you a little bit so how about this one you know the score you've been there before but this time it's slightly different this particular project has been hanging over you like a dark cloud that just won't lift and it's really starting to impede progress for both you and your team you're a savvy leader and you need to find a safe pair of hands to delegate some of your heavy workloads but your team are already under enough pressure and there's absolutely no budget available for new hires. You're on your own, Jack Jones, and the clock is ticking. If only there was someone you could trust to provide a friendly and knowledgeable service, a trusted partner with discernment, expertise, you could take up the stack, someone who has, et cetera. And uh, that (laughs) is storytelling, this is. This is (laughs) Eleanor painting a picture but she's not doing it in a naff way now many listeners will think oh oh i couldn't oh no i couldn't be like that on my that oh gosh people think i've gone really weird so the point here is this is you isn't it this is yeah. eleanor talk
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yes it is so oh i didn't even realize that it was off putting <laughs> no, not no it's be. not off putting it's the opposite <laughs> no i know i what I'm saying is you can't. We, listeners shouldn't be then thinking, oh, have I got to do it like that?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: mm-hmm. that's the point. This to me is you. I don't know you that well, but the little I know of you, this is your voice. It's completely your voice. There's nothing n- not aligning in what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, y- you, your style. And that's why it works. But if somebody tried to do that lovely sort of storytelling that you've done with nice, you know, you're on your own Jack Jones and the clock is ticking, and that's not the way they talk, we've got, a, we've got a problem, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have got a problem. There is a mismatch. I mean, my LinkedIn summaries have always been stories. I had one about the Gordian knot and Alexander the Great. Then I had another one that says, well, if you're looking for a good writer, whatever you do, don't hire me because funny enough i said because um it won't be my words my voice my anything it's yours so that actually ties in quite nicely with what you just said yeah i don't i don't i don't write in my voice see this is a problem i sometimes have some people come time me went I want my profile to be like yours. I'm like, I'm, I'm not writing it because you're not me. I'm not doing that for you. So there's that mismatch. They're like, well, hang on. She's got all this, her own branding over here. How come mine's not like that? It's a bit like, I should imagine pretty much every copywriter can tell you this one. Or website designer. Can you make my brand like Apple? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no. So,
0: Yes, yeah, so the, the, the yeah, a big lesson of that. You 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 have to be, your voice has to be in there, not someone else's. So you working for someone else, you know, who has hired you, um, that's, that's, you see, I find that fascinating really because I, I've always, I'm sure there'll be other people listening to this who have resisted the idea of outsourcing things mm-hmm. like this because especially as you say, if it's you as the business, um, just you particularly you your fear is that nobody will be able to speak in your voice and you're going to suddenly be looking at something that feels all kind of ooh, it might look very clever and slick and beautifully done but ooh, um, so so how the heck do you get inside that person's? well
1: <laughs> when um I send them a load of questions. I get people fit in so we have to do the homework, <laughs> really. And, you know, I get it. Some people don't get my questions and they'll say, but I don't like writing. So I'll just get them on a call and ask them. So there's, there's a lots of ways, lots of different questions. You get to know, you kind of get to know people when you're writing for them anyway. Um, and I'm subtle in my copy. Um, so I'll take on your voice but i also deliberately place words in certain places because i know on a deep you know in subconscious level they will work so when a client would say to me but that you know why is that there i'll tell them so usually in my copy i'll put notes by the side and say i've used this because of x y or Z," um because otherwise i find i used to find when i was less experienced you know they changed my copy and i'd be like but you're missing the point you're missing the whole point now you know because it didn't maybe not sound like them they just everybody is can be like death by committee with copyright and so you've got to really know who you're dealing with when you're a copywriter or any kind of marketer because from the minute you take on the client for the first call to every single touch point after then really Yes, you're going for a process, but you're picking up micro bits of information about them that makes the bigger picture. And that's really important. That's why I say copywriting isn't about writing. It's about psychology.
0: I like that. I like that. Copywriting isn't about writing. It's about psychology. And uh, I mean, when did you did you always have an interest in this kind of stuff? Is, 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 did this stuff yes, and- I always. I
1: always had I always loved writing, definitely. Um, from when I was a small child, you know, I was the stay at home kid who wrote miserable poetry. I wasn't very good at it, but you know, I thought I was. <laughs> i Probably just had an awful personality. Yeah, probably that was it. And um then when I uh moved to London started my career in the pensions industry, um, so I was in the financial services industry for twenty years, but I was in, in the technical side of it and before i left i was um communications technical communications and compliance which funnily enough is they're always seen as the anti-sales team so i switched out (laughs) sorry to any compliance people out there but you know that you're not liked (laughs) not by marketing or sales anyway you're not (laughs) so um yes that there was always something i was always interested in um human psychology and why people do things and that was the greatest see see, i always knew that i could write i couldn't write a novel i wrote a book wasn't very really good um and i thought well i mean i'm a writer but what, what kind of writer i didn't and i didn't get it you know um until i stumbled
0: upon copyright and thought that's what i am. Oh, right how interesting yeah Mm. yeah because it's not i don't think it is something you you sort of have a burning ambition to be is it you people say oh i want to be a writer i want to write a book but as you're growing up you don't tend to say i want to be a copywriter so that's really interesting it is a form of writing that um yeah you you just suddenly thought yeah this is this is it because it because it involves this human psychology bit Mm.
1: Yeah, it ticks all the boxes. So now I don't, I don't really write. When I first started out, I used to take all sorts of writing word work. Sorry, I didn't work, and um, so blog posts and things like that. Now I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that for you. I just do what I want to do, what I know I'm good at. But that's because I did all the stuff that I didn't like to do, you know, when I was starting out, and I, I soon found out. Oh, you know there are other plenty of copywriters around that can do the stuff that i don't do and
0: um there's another there's yeah. plenty
1: of work around as well if you're willing to take on things not be snobby and um the thing is with copywriting everybody <laughs> there's always this thing about how much to charge and in my copyright group, that used to come up all the time. How much should I charge? Well, what are you charging? And what are you charging? So everyone's comparing. Never compare. You know, someone else might have a high mortgage and their kids are at private school and, I don't know, <laughs> gardener. than what you've got, they might live in a different location. They might be providing a completely different service. So never, don't compare, ever.
0: In fact didn't you write you 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 wrote another post which was got quite interesting responses about exactly that about how much if 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 somebody was out there with the exact same experience and could give the exact same value as a freelance copywriter or freelance anything actually um but one was cheap and one was expensive, which would you go for
1: yeah well, most people said most people said they'd go for a more expensive one because they'd the most value but i'm like that doesn't make business sense to me at all so a lot of people are saying oh well, i'll go with one that provides you value but as i've just already said in the post exactly the same exactly the same yeah. so you know from a pure business perspective if you've got two exact identical objects and one is cheaper to source for your business than the other <laughs> You've got to be mad to go for the more expensive one. So you know? what's the
0: psychology behind that?
1: Um, I think people just like to virtual signal, to, to, to pretend. Well, I, I, obviously not everybody on, on, on that post, that, that I'm not saying that at all. But <laughs> I have seen some people in the past give it this whole, yeah, you should get paid um, by the value you provide and you know, charge what you're worth banging on about this, and then you'll see him over on Upwork, you know, getting, uh, <laughs> bargaining with people to lower their prices. So it's all this, yeah, I'm worth everything I'm worth, you know, God knows what, but the people I employ now, I'll just give give them, the, <laughs> I'll just get them the, ch- the cheapest rate possible. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, um,
0: yeah. It's, really it's isn't it? Yeah. No, it comes but, up over yeah. and over again.
1: Mm. I do think it's a cognitive bias, actually. I don't think people are doing it purposefully. It's as they don't recognize that behavior in themselves.
0: Yes, Maybe. cognitive bias very interesting oh yeah, so I, I can see we could actually have some quite interesting discussions about um my degree was communication, and there was a lot of psychology involved in it um and uh, yeah, well we might, we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole, but but you know that it's psychology human behavior why we do what we do um is is absolutely core to being able to create content that will engage with other humans Mm -hmm. isn't it Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely absolutely because that makes sense as humans reading it so you know all their emotional triggers and and motivators if, if you want to be really good you've really got to hit on those Um, And that's why I say sometimes a copywriting is a bit like being a method actor. So for your readership, you've got to really get into them, understand your audience and what they want and what motivates them. And I mean, what really motivates them, the real inner, deeper, dark stuff, you know, (laughs) as well as the good stuff. Um yeah, that's
0: what I yeah. think. Method actor, that's that's an interesting um uh, comparison actually. Yeah. Notice I nearly said metaphor, analogy, simile. And I thought don't say any of those words because we all <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. metaphor, analogy and simile. Um, yes, Anna, this is your test. Can you tell our listeners the difference between those three things, please? Thank you. No. No. <laughs> I'll get them confused as
1: well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it, I
1: metaphors, love it. metaphors, I use a lot because uh, they can get really into your subconscious once you paint that picture. Um, and sometimes you can just drop it in copy and people don't even notice you've done it. Now, I'm not going to say, um, you know, some people use that, skill in a not a very good way possibly Um, but there are ways and means you know homophones and things like that that you can use there are writing devices you can use to influence people let's say it that way
0: Mm. yes but a metaphor i mean there have been huge books written about this something about the power of metaphor i think it might be the title of the book on my shelf or something but i mean it it just so the idea of of yeah, creating something that people are going to understand and resonate with um, to describe something else that they might otherwise not understand—it's really simple but powerful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the way you teach, really, isn't
1: it? By using metaphors a lot of the time. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely very interesting. And you know, there's been plenty of people in the past who've done a lot of research into psychology and copy and marketing and actually it's pretty incredible um some of the things that are used on us every day you know you can't get away from it you're you're influenced Mm. surrounding you you're influenced because language is the most powerful thing and whoever controls the language controls the world so especially now we're in the situation Mm-hmm. Situation the world is in. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that the psychology behind it really interesting. Like the language we're using, um, like you know, this, the we've got frontline staff. We're in the trenches. You know, all this. It's all this fear, putting the fear into people, which also is interesting. Um, for the other human psychology part is like the herd mentality or the wisdom of the crowd, as Gustave Le Bon, I think it was a book called The Wisdom of the Crowd, in which he said, um, and I'm not saying that he was right or not, I'm just saying, you know, what I read. Um, that's where, like, contagion theory comes from because you give a, a crowd the idea and it's called contagion theory. It goes throughout that group. So that group kind of is he said that they they all acted you no know, without even thinking. We've seen this in other things, not necessarily what's going on now, but um, you know, Lord of the Flies and things like that. So you know it happen, happens It's um yeah. What was his what uh,
0: what's his name? The Wisdom of the Crowd? Um Gust, Gustave Le Bon. Gustave Le Bon.
1: Yeah, he's um there was a uh, 1800s, I think, a long time
0: ago. Oh yes, yes. not we're not likely to meet him in the streets now. Oh. Right. Um, yeah, I'll 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 put a link. I'll put a link, listeners. Um, yeah. It, oh, there we go. Gustave Le Bon. Yeah, absolutely. 1989. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. 1895. There we go. Well, um,
1: there, my old days. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can tell you Eleanor was not around she has not met Christoph <laughs> personally um but it's uh it's a really interesting but uh, this is all part of curiosity to me it's being mm. curious us every day about reading stories like that and um theories and psychology and you know it doesn't mean you have to be an academic you don't have to go and do a doctorate on everything and a you know massive research just picking up little Interesting thoughts like this that you've just shared with us there, and then, and then also not always agreeing with everything. So you you begin debates and discussions, and you don't have to be angry and aggressive when you do that. You just it's like with your with your those blog posts. Some of them are quite divisive, but not but not angry. Do you know what I
1: mean? I think you can tell the intention when someone's being passive aggressive or that I don't write them anything. With, the only intention really is for engagement and also to learn. Because with LinkedIn, I've always said one of the biggest things what I love more than anything about it is that it's almost like an education channel. I learn so much from LinkedIn, listening to people like you and reading um, people's posts. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really interesting. That's what I like about it the most. Mm. I would say about old Mr. Le Bon, I've, that book isn't yes you can it's not the nicest written book and some of his uh mm. theories were later you know very out of favor let's put it that way
0: oh absolutely but that's the point isn't it you can you can read that there will always be a nugget of something fascinating in these uh in these kind of things and uh, yeah the, yeah there are many books that have been um popular that one probably you know they've got very dark elements them. but it doesn't mean to say uh, that by reading them you become evil. Um, I don't think, anyway.
1: No. Well, one of my favourite books in that kind of genre, the kind of uh, motivation, or well, it's not really motivation. So it's psychology, but it's the psychology behind how you motivate people to do things. It's a very old book, and it's called um, *The Hidden
0: Persuaders* by oh, Vance Vance Packard. That, Oh, can't believe I've got a podcast episode where you've referenced the hidden persuasion. That's brilliant. (laughs) 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 I love that. I love that
1: book. It was just so fascinating.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I worked in my initial, I'm going to put career in inverted commas, nobody can see me doing that, uh, was in advertising in the um, late, very late seventies and eighties. So um, these kind of, that's, that was talked about quite a lot. Um, wow, uh, that you see, there we go. listeners. yet another episode with some fascinating little things for you to go and explore and realize that you can get, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? because in one way we're saying don't don't overfaff, don't get over fussy, don't lose the plot. remember that we're talking about what's in it for them, you know, go go with the questioning mindset so that you're answering their questions and use some you know subtlety of language to be persuasive um and and so we're sort of saying don't get over complex in another way we're talking about some beautifully complex books (laughs) and ideas but but the point is that you can you can take a lot in and then you've just got to be disciplined i think about how you process that and then find ways of using it
1: yeah absolutely i mean everything yeah, I like to say, everything is, you can experience, have a, you can learn from anything. And so even bad experiences, there's a gem of something in there, even though you don't think that it at the time. So, um, yeah. yeah. See, I, I see a lot of copywriters struggling. And I I can see why copywriting is, it is it's very unrewarded. It, people don't just think, oh, well, anyone can write. And pay your pittance for it but i also think there's a great opportunity there for people who can expand their minds a little bit and think about the customer first you're not just there to write their web page or write their bio you're there to be so much more you are in partnership with that person that you've just you know your your clients that's the way i see it yeah. and um i never and i probably did this when i first looked out no one will ever see me, I'll never say I had a really bad day today to my clients, or I can't do that, or no one will see, no one will see me faffing, because they don't need to see that, you know, do they? No, they You're don't. just smiling like the swan. <laughs> underneath, you know?
0: And I like the fact you were saying you really, your favourite is is to really get a client that you can work with longer term because everything we've just talked about and i i really think this is I, i'm sure there are certain businesses and and services that absolutely can work short bite-sized yeah. stuff and, and instant hit and success and value and that's all that's great but i think a lot of, a lot of a lot of us do want those longer term relationships and certainly if you're going to work with a somebody on your brand um, you know, it uh, it just isn't instant. I mean, crikey, Moses, if I'd done a, a you know, a slow time-lapse recording of, of everything that I've done to try and get to where I am three and a half years on, it, it actually, I wish I had, because <laughs> you probably as well, because it would be very educational um, for people to see that evolving mess. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. bit by bit and it's not even it's not like you go one and a half years and then all of a sudden everything falls into place you you can think everything's falling into place, and then you go another couple of months and you get to work with another client or something else happens you think oh no 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 this isn't my thing this isn't and, and, and on you go so i've been yeah. trying to start to write a book for one and a half years but i'm really glad that I haven't gone to the next stage with it because actually I evolved and got to the place where I now absolutely know what I want that book to be about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we should all, I think, take some time with the people we work with that we might be working with as freelancers helping us, but the people we're working with and helping it's lovely if you can, I think, build that time and, Everyone should understand that things don't happen when it comes to brand overnight. And ultimately, your message of what you are doing is building your brand. I think is, it's beautiful. It's so simple, but nobody's actually said it quite like that in conversation. I love that. Yeah. Is, there anything, <laughs> is there anything else you want to, um, before we, we wrap up? I mean, obviously, people know where to get in touch with you, but is there anything that you're burning? to say uh, that you or a or a or a sort of one of those golden nugget tips that you want to educate our listeners with before we wrap up
1: yeah there's this one thing and it's the most simple thing in the world and i i only realized it relatively recently and it changed the way i did my business and thought about my business And it's this, business is about one thing, helping. That is it. Business is about helping. It's not about getting the best price or, you know, worrying about whether your work's, you know, the best it can be. Yeah, they're all important. But the most, the number one key thing is, that's all businesses. It's just helping,
0: helping other people.
1: I don't mean that in a woo-woo kind of way either. (laughs)
0: <laughs> doesn't so. need to be no and uh, that's a whole nother episode the difference between woo woo and just realism and you know sometimes they overlap and that's fine too um it, it, i love it And I, and the thing is that helping is the most therapeutic thing we can do ourselves isn't it so win-win without being corny is what we're talking about here so yeah. lovely way to think about it lovely way and it, i i that yeah, we could probably carry on talking about quite a few quite subtle things here, Eleanor. But I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up and tell people where, or you can tell people where they should um, make contact with you, make connect with you. Uh,
1: definitely on LinkedIn, Eleanor Gould. Um, and if you're looking for a copywriter, um, I'm not going to say behind me. Um, I do have a directory um, that I can, I can send you a link to of lovely wonderful professionals who are most likely looking to work especially at the moment um and i also if you're a copywriter or just interested in copywriting i have a group very imaginatively called the copywriter on facebook
0: brilliant well there's no point in being faffy and fussy is there the copywriter brilliant (laughs) okay i'll put all those links on the on the um Uh, on the main thing on my website and you'll get little extras by the way listeners I do need to remind you of this if you subscribe to the weekly uh, email you, you get extra background on my guests and little extra links to resources and just a bit more of what we've been talking about in sort of a few bullet points as well. So so that's a, a very sensible thing to do. I just sorry I just thought I'd plug that while I was here, Eleanor. Um, but meanwhile, <laughs> thank you in this weird time because we are still recording this during what do we call it? Um Coronageddon. Coronageddon. That's a new one. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> but look, Eleanor. Still manages to have a fabulous smile. Um we've had some laughs, we've had some real nuggets of wisdom there. So thank you very much indeed, Eleanor.
1: Thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's really been really nice to talk to you. Lovely. <laughs> yes
0: Take action. Try this one small step. I think just take that golden nugget that Eleanor gave us at the end of that episode, um and make it into something perhaps a little bit more practical. So Yeah, what is business about? It's about helping. She also started the episode by reminding us that we are our brand, what we do, the value we give, the actual work we do. So I think one of those going back to basic um, little brainstormings would be a good idea, just without any of the faffing around with fancy words or visuals or anything, just a really straightforward, um, not, you know, dramatic or all flashing dancing singing just a nice straightforward few lines about you thinking yeah okay so I do some helpful things don't I what are they Lots lot of fascinating stuff you might need some show notes so head over to com forward slash make it real podcast and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be, replaced.
1: Never be-